In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 75th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off a 31-24 victory over the Carolina Panthers yesterday. They went 4-for-4 in the red zone, got two rushing touchdowns from Matt Ryan, and held off the Panthers. One thing uh, that came out of that game was, hey, you know, they were able to run the ball against a very stout Carolina defense with Tevin Coleman going for 107 yards, a career high. But the big one was the 4-4 in the red zone. After all the struggles up in Philadelphia, 1-5 in the red zone. They were 1-5 against the Panthers in their last game of the regular season last year. But on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Falcons got it done. It was a good day. They held on for a 31-24 victory. And now we'll move on to face the New Orleans Saints next Sunday. We're going to hear from a couple of the defensive stars yesterday, Takaris McKinley and Devondre Coleman. Now, Tack uh, wasn't in the game late. We asked him about it, and he said uh, we need to uh, talk to Coach Dan Quinn. But by that time, Dan Quinn was gone. And uh, don't want to speculate on the injury. I don't know if it was a... Uh, a, dis- a coach's decision where he wanted more D-backs out there, but I would think when you, you wanted a sack to close the game, you would have had him out there. So there's some speculation about uh, an injury, but Tack would not um, uh, tell us that, and he said to go to Coach Quinn, and we'll ask him about it today uh, because uh, Coach Quinn, we had already talked to him by the time we got to Tack. But anyway, here's what uh, he had to say after the game. You know, but sometimes, you know, I mean, that's what he do. 
and just knowing from getting out the pocket, uh, you know, I think as a D-line, we just got to, you know, crucial moments, crucial moments. You just got to uh, make sure we force him to pass, not to run. He's dangerous on his legs. All right, thanks, Ty. You know? Yeah, Takaris McKinley, the Falcons' second-year defensive end, just on the game, chasing around Tack and his status uh, while he was not in the game there late. Uh, at the beginning, we asked him about the dance he did after a sack, and he just said, hey, that was my happy dance. Just, you know, uh, whatever comes to mind, as soon as I get up, I, you know, do my dance. So he was dancing a little bit out there on Sunday. Now, uh, also, Devondre Campbell uh, led the team with uh, nine tackles. He was tied with Duke Riley, but you could see him out there talking with Duke, communicating, trying to get everything set up. So, you know, he's stepping up and trying to help out here with with Deion Jones going too. So, that was one of the big keys yesterday was uh, the play of Devondre Campbell, who also had nine tackles on the defense. Let's hear from Devondre. With, the, with all the losses and then guys moving around and then, you know, some of them have been in different spots than they've you know, been used to. Uh, it's always difficult dealing with a guy like Cam because um, you know he wants to run the ball, but he can throw the ball. So, you know, you out in coverage and then a play breakdown and he just scrambles and gets the first down. It can be demoralizing if you let it, but I think we did a really good job of, of you know, like that next play mentality when he did scramble, just like, all right, it is what it is. He got it. Next play. Reset. How do you feel overall? You guys, it just seems like go back to last year, last 10, 11, 12, 13 games, 10, 15, you always come up with a big stop in there. Um, do you think that that's part of the, the mantra, part of the, the mindset you guys have in there? That's just the mindset of our, our defense as a whole. You know, like we try to create turnovers every game because we know we have a special offense and we have very explosive players. So we just try to get the ball back to them as much as possible. How do you think about containing uh, McCaffrey? You know he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, but you, you tried to minimize those. How did you feel overall about what you guys did to contain him? I think we did a, a really good job, actually. You know, like he caught some passes, but I think we did a good job of hitting him as soon as he caught it because he's the type of player that, you know, he wants to be in space. So if you give him too much space, he can make you miss and make things happen. I think we did a good job of containing him, though. And you should thoughts. Only one's better than 0-2 uh, going into next week with another division game. Yeah, tough, tough, uh, tough stretch. Three tough games. Um, you know, we lost the first one. We managed to pull this one out. We got to move on next week. Three straight playoff teams, so it's going to be a tough environment, but we got to find a way to get it done. Devondre Campbell on the Falcons' uh, tough opening to the season with three straight playoff teams in Philly. Carolina Panthers then next up the Saints, who won the NFC South last year. Let's do a defensive wrap up here. Uh, just look at some of the stats, take a little closer look, slow it down a little bit, put on some mood music and Look at why the Falcons were able to beat the Panthers yesterday. Like I said, Campbell and Riley led the team with nine tackles. Uh, Campbell had eight solos, and um, Duke Riley had seven. He had eight and a one and a seven and two uh, for the team lead in the tackling department. Uh, the pass rush uh, was so-so. Uh, two sacks, five quarterback hits. They had to blitz to get some of that 
Pressure with Brian Poole, who had a hit and a safety, a 12-yard loss on his. And Takaris McKinley had the other sack, a 5-yard loss on his. So the defense, uh, you know, had to juggle in the secondary with um, – with, uh, you know, the injuries and uh, with Keanu Neal out and De- Deion Jones out. And then when DeMonte Casey came up uh, uh, and hit uh, Cam Newton in the helmet and got ejected, they had to move it around again. Ricardo Allen went from strong, safe, strong safety to free safety, and Jordan Richards came in and played some strong safety. Jordan was the former second-round pick with the New England Patriots. that They traded to the Falcons. Uh, there's some bad stuff out there on him and his play up there, but uh, he was a special teamer up there and uh, could be a core special team guy, but now he's got to play. He's going to be playing, and uh, he was the next man up in the secondary on Sunday and, uh, you know, did a pretty good job here. He had four tackles, uh, flashed on a special teams play, and then uh, open field tackle kind of looked, uh, uh, McCaffrey kind of stood him up and uh, got out of the tackle and uh, um Derek Shelby came over and got him on the ground. But, I mean, I, I, you can't really hold that against a guy. They don't practice tackling anymore. And so they get their real-life opportunities in the uh, in the early season games. So, you know, that, that wasn't that alarming for the time of the season. If you're seeing that in a couple more weeks, that, that would be alarming. Now, McCaffrey, uh, they tried to lean on him with Greg Olson out. He caught 14 balls for 102, uh, ran it eight times for 37. Uh, they were uh, the absolute opposite of the Falcons in balance. Uh, 18 run attempts and 45 pass attempts. But uh, when you get down, it can get out of hand like that. Now, offensively, uh, the Falcons were balanced. 32 rushes, 28 passes, but five other rushes were uh, were, were not designed rushes, including the two rush, rushing touchdowns by Ryan. He ran a couple other times. And then they count the bobble snap by uh, uh, Matt Schaub as a, uh, a rush attempt also. So it was really 27 uh, rush attempts, 28 pass attempts, but uh, you know the 32 for 28 was the balance that the Falcons like to strike. And then also we saw this during the Super Bowl year where Matt Ryan spread the ball around, and uh, he did that on Sunday. We had eight different, counting eight different receivers with catches: Julio Jones, Austin Hooper. Touchdown catch, Calvin Ridley, a touchdown catch, Muhammad Sanu, Tevin Coleman, Marvin Hall, Logan Polson, and Edo Smith. All of those guys had catches. And uh, maybe one of the biggest ones was the uh, Marvin Hall catch, a 30-yarder coming in off the bench. Bam, gets out of bounds uh, in that drive right before the half to uh, help the Falcons go up 17-10 when they flash down the field in uh, just over a minute to uh, take the lead and kind of take somewhat control of the game heading into halftime. So here we go. We're going to wrap up here. Look ahead. Next up for the Falcons at 1 p.m. on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
In come the New Orleans Saints, who squeaked by the Cleveland Browns last week. If the Browns had a field goal kicker, the Saints would be 0-2. But the Saints lost their opener 48-40 to the surging Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll see the Saints on Sunday at 1. And just look at the NFC South standings. The Bucks are 2-0. They're riding the Fitz Magic carpet ride right now. They'll play the Pittsburgh. Steelers on Monday Night Football next week. Atlanta's 1-1. One one. They will host the Saints. Carolina's 1-1 one and, one and they will uh, host the Bengals. And then the Saints 1-1. One one. They'll be at Atlanta for NFC South Showdown. So that's it today for the Bowtie Chronicles, our 75th edition. The Atlanta Falcons posted a 31-24 victory over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday to even their record at 1-1. and A couple things to take away with it. The red zone, 4-4 for four in the red zone. So Karis McKinley had a sack, wasn't on the field late. We'll double-check with Coach Dan today on his status. Uh... Devondre Campbell led the defense, took control out there without Deion Jones, and we went over the defensive wrap-up and the offensive wrap-up, some of the highlights there, and then looked ahead in the NFC South. With that, we're going to close. You all take care and have a great day. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.